Uh-oh! Uh-oh, it's another day of substitute teachers, and you know what that means. Hello, class. Hello, Internet, and welcome to Season 178, Episode 4 of the Daily Zeitgeist. It's a production of iHeartRadio, and you know, we take the look, the look, not a look, the look into America's shared consciousness, and what a place it is. It's Thursday, April 90th. 2021. <laughs> That's a little April Fool's joke for you. It's actually April 1st. <laughs> and I'm Trash, a.k.a. Miles Gray, a.k.a. Do you have the time to listen to guys about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those pro-UCLA fools. A Bruin to the core, no doubt about it. Okay, you know, Johnny Davis, thank you for writing that preemptively. We didn't know if we were going to beat Michigan, and we beat Michigan. We went from first four to final four, and ain't that some shit. Shout out to Josiah Johnson, a fellow Bruin, who makes shit talking very easy because through his genius, I can just retweet and dunk on people from SC. So, shouts all around for that. Sports ball. You know... This is like the one thing I can carve out. Well, because UCLA hasn't done shit for, we haven't been in the Final Four since 2008, when I was there, okay? Didn't y'all uh, get in a whole bunch of trouble and then couldn't do things? Yeah, like, come on. Hey, what, hey look, why am I on trial? You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not the program. You know what I mean? I was out of there in 07. What the fuck do I know? Josiah's innocent too. We don't know fucking anything, okay? Just leave us alone. But we're here now. Uh, and who that? who is that voice? Oh, well, I have a wonderful guest co-host today. Oh. You might know her from, I don't know. Fake doctors, real friends, uh, just anything she's done on the internet uh, in terms of any kind of film critiquing, uh, just speaking on internet culture at large, or just because you're, you're a friend to her and she's a friend to everybody. Please uh. welcome the brilliant and the talented Joelle Monique. Hey, Miles, I'm excited for this black takeover. I'm there excited to be running TDZ with you. Uh, I'm going to give Jack a run for his money. Yeah, look. He's going to gonna have to keep pace when he comes back. It's going to be a bracket. We'll see. He might he might get knocked out this week. Oh, we don't shit. Know. All right. Watch your back, Jack. And then, <laughs> But then I'll have to fight, you know, Zach and Donald uh, over you and be like, oh, let's do this show <laughs> Also, how, you, weren't you all in fucking um, Family Feud? We did do Family Feud last is, weekend. Is the episode out yet? No, it won't air until the summer. Oh, sh- okay. So I can talk about I can talk about being on there and recording. Yeah. Um, I can't talk about like any of the results or any of the questions. Okay, we'll do that in a second. Um, okay, because right. I definitely want to know about that. Uh, yeah, I have I, lots of stories. Okay, good. I, I and I am also thrilled <laughs> to introduce our guest today. Uh, somebody that Jack is scared of for sure. I'm not scared of her <laughs> because you know <laughs> you're scared as fuck. Don't lie. Stop, man. I'm just trying to get let me do the fucking intro, man. What the fuck? Um please, please welcome one of actually one of my favorite guests to have on here. The brilliant and talented and hilarious and just honest as fuck, Marcella Arguello. Yes. Welcome, back, welcome. Bitches. It's been a there minute. <laughs> been a fucking minute. And here What's, new? What's new with you? Dog depression. Mm. That's new. What you say? What kind of depression did you say? Just regular depression. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, just like that quarantine. Like I'm finally hitting. Mm. I finally hit. I'm actually coming out of it, but I was like hitting a wall. That's why you guys didn't hear from me from a hot second. And was like, Marcella, please come back. Great Anna impression. (laughs) And um, I was like, no, bitch. No, it's gonna have to wait. April Fools, I'm back, bitch ass. There you are. Yeah, man, that shit. 
That shit creeps on you because sometimes this depression doesn't look the same way. And you just, it it's can a be a general malaise. Yeah, yeah it's different now because you're just like, oh, I'm going to do nothing because I have nothing to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> you like meaning? Meaning? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Nothing I guess means. I could, There's no means. I guess I can start timing how long these blunts I roll last and then I start mean, like a Grand you know. Prix of blunts to see which then one goes then it's sad. It's sad because your, <laughs> yep. your psychologist will ask you how much you're smoking and he's going to look at you like he knows you're lying. I said, look, Shamitra. Situation. Shout out to Dr. Shamitra. But also, I said, why am I on trial, Shamitra? Please. I'm coping. And also, if you knew this one blunt, it had less than one G and it went for 17 minutes. <laughs> that has to be a record. And she's like, just let's let's start talking about your family. Dr. Kevin right. had the audacity to be like, it doesn't sound like all the weed is helping. And I was like, well, not smoking weed isn't helping either. So I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, sir. Things are so bad for me. My gynecologist prescribed me Zoloft. That's how bad things <laughs> got, y'all. Where are you at? <laughs> gynecologist was like, damn, bitch, your booze is so okay, sad. You hold on. so sad. You know what? Let me get, Give me that other notepad real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, Joelle, you were, just, I mean, look, I, we keep in touch because we work together, but I know yeah. you and Daniel were on Family Feud oh, with my God. Donald and Zach for Fake Doctors, Real Friends versus, who, who are you going up against on Family Feud? We went against Neil Flynn's improv troupe. Uh, oh, and so you, Neil but Flynn that was plays like, the janitor on Scrubs, right. and then he's also uh, the dad on, I think, in the middle, right? Yeah. Right. And so he's, but he's got Keckner and like Horatio Sands were like some yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, okay. So That's how a did, broken family. <laughs> was it fun did it feel uh, like, did it get competitive did you did you perform well yeah so it was wild it was wild we uh i'm indeed out the ass so i can't talk about performance but okay we like listen i when they were like we're doing family feud i was like oh fuck i don't know i don't want to do it i'm not into it i don't do the game shows and they were like no joe you got to please and then of course daniel light of my life was like this is a dream and i was on the road djing this is what we watched in the trailer this is it. Oh, I shit, love right? Family Feud. And I was like, I'm listen, I'm not gonna be the human that lets Daniel down, okay? It yeah. would could not be me. But so let's let's just do it. So the whole day I'm just like, I have to be up early as hell to be at the studio, all the way on the other side of town. They did send a car, which was I thought was very nice. Oh. And I was like, Thank you, I don't have to drive. I love that. Um, so we get there. They're like, This is your trailer. I was like, A trailer for a game show. What kind of next level stuff are we dealing with? Mm-hmm. When I saw Daniel had a whole new outfit. His lady helped him buy pants. They went pants shopping the day before. Oh. He was adorable. Listen, my whole heart lifted. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just here for Daniel. I'm just going to do a day <laughs> about Daniel and making sure Daniel feels good and has Damn. a great day on his favorite effing show. Competition got steep. It was like, it was real intense. Like, I couldn't let him down. I was worried. I forgot which way to walk at one point. It was one of those moments where like, oh, no, that's really Steve Harvey. And his shoes are polished to the tens, like right. the A-plus uncle he is. And his mustache and his teeth is are chiclets. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> 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 you do. They, your eye line does meet his teeth often. Yeah. I will say that. It was it, it was wild. It was weird to be there. Uh, if you check out my Instagram, uh, Donald I was so excited at one point that he broke out in dance to that girl is poison. <laughs> oh, the whole audience, they loved there it. Goes. It was entertaining as hell. Would do it again. And it was celebrity family feuds. So now my mom's excitedly telling all of her like cousins and stuff. Like I yeah. raised a celebrity, and I'm like, my okay. baby's a celebrity, 100. <laughs> percent Sure, mommy. She's very proud of me. I feel like this is the least I've ever had to work for anything. And she's like, I just you're doing so well in life. I'm like, celebrity yeah. family feud got mom's pride. I love it. That's I love that fantastic. Steve Harvey legitimizes a lot of people to their parents. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> 
Yeah. This also, I'm just you know through the transitive property, you are a celebrity. You were if if you are yeah. if you're on Celebrity Family mm. Feud and you are on there with other celebrities, yeah. therefore you are are you are not a. I don't see the I don't see the flaw in that logic at all. Steve introduced us as Zach and Donald and friends, and I was like, oh that's, man, that's the oh, appropriate man. level of celebrity. <laughs> yeah, you should have been like, oh man, you look good without your wig on, man. Damn. I'm not trying to roast Steve Harvey in his house, okay? <laughs> I mean, Listen, here's my favorite thing about being at, so, so, you know, they've got the hair and makeup people, all the producers and stuff. No one, not a single person didn't call him Mr. Harvey. It's not Steve, Steven, Steve, oh, it's Mr. Harvey. Harvey. It's Mr. Harvey to everyone. I was like, okay, see, the law oh, wow. has been laid down here. I see it. Damn. Okay. I'm not coming in. I'm not coming into his house disrespecting him. I feel like someone would beat me. Yeah. Well, you good. know. Look, that's why that's why I'm not a celebrity and I'll never be on there. So I'll have to I'll I'll live my wild fantasies out through vicariously through you where I've created an alternate version and then you snap out of it and you're like, Yes, thank you. Good to be here. I would just I would just go on there and call him Doctor Teeth. Doctor Teeth. <laughs> you're looking great today. That's a sharp looking suit. Oh man, what's your secret, man? Um, okay, let's talk about let's do a quick preview about what we're gonna get into today. Um off the top, we gotta have to, we're gonna have to talk about Matt Gates because oh yesterday on trends, we thought the story ended with him saying he was about to retire from Congress early to take a job at Newsmax. Well, that story full on developed and it's completely different thing now. Uh, we'll talk about Georgia, uh, you know, and Atlanta based companies. They, they've in the past, they've helped, you know, sway the politicians to do the right thing. And this time it's time to see what maybe Delta might do or might not do. So we'll look at that. I just found out that uh, Texas police just stopped using hypnosis as an investigative tool. They just what? stopped it. They just stopped using hypnosis as a way to to create testimony. Look, uh, it's a wild story. We'll get into some, you know, it's April Fool's. We need to talk a little bit about it. What is it? Mm -hmm. Why is it? Who is it? Why are we doing it? Can we improve upon it? Have we gotten into some dumb shit before? And then just another quick thing going off of trends yesterday. It's like every fucking music festival is about to come back in <laughs> September, October. And I'm like, hell, what the fuck are we doing right now? But the lineups are sick. So you know, <laughs> like, what the fuck you want me to do? Okay. Um, but first, you know, Marcella, what we do here, we don't do the myths anymore because you're like, fuck that. I so we keep it tight, keep it right. I changed um, the game. What is something from your search history then that is revealing about who you are? Um, I don't know about revealing who I am, but revealing who I am right now. Sure, I googled sure. yesterday defeating the robots in Zelda because I'm I'm immersed in that shit right now, and mm. I'm just trying to figure out these guardian robots. And I figured it. I mean, I didn't figure it out. I watched the fucking loser ass gamer dude tell me all the secrets. <laughs> how do you wait, like, How do you feel when you got to watch the from your perspective? The loser ass gamer dude has something that can help you. I'm just, well, I mean, I like, I respect people that are doing good at what they do, you know? Okay, I okay. don't respect him as a man, but I respect <laughs> that he's, you know, he's focused, you know, he's yeah. laser focused. Like, you know, if you're good at what you do, I will have a conversation mm. about what you do well. Right, right, that right. doesn't mean I want to have any other conversation with you, you know? Outside of that scope of your expertise. Yeah, you know when yeah. you meet a weirdo at a party and you're like, oh, that weirdo's got weird stuff to talk about. I'm going to talk to them about whatever weird thing they want to talk about. And then you have right. that conversation like, man, you were the exact weirdo I thought you were going to be. And then you walk away because you're like, what else are we going to talk about? We're not falling in love. Right. You're not going to pivot to like, you know. the Politics? No. Yeah. Never. No. No, no, no. You know? Ideas of masculinity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, gender normativity. Well, no, yeah, womanhood. 
<laughs> uh, so did you, and you're successful. And how long, why'd you yes. get into Zelda? What happened? What, what pulled you back in? You know, I always wanted to play Zelda. You know, my brothers were playing it as kids. I was much, you know, like four years younger than my oldest brother. I was way too young to be playing what they were playing. And right. they wouldn't even let me play. And I also like maybe tried and I was like, I don't get it. It's boring. <laughs> you know, because when you're a little, little, Zelda's boring. Yeah. It's boring. And then, uh, and then by the time, you know, they, I think they stopped playing or something like that. I was, I was like, well, they're not, they don't, we don't have the system anymore. The game doesn't exist. So, um, I never really got into it. And then I finally was like, let me, let me jump back into, I used to play video games all the time, but like casually. Mm -hmm. And then around 25, I was like, I'm going to focus on my stand-up career and fucking give up all my hobbies because that's healthy. And uh, <laughs> that turned out to be a mistake. So I'm just so back. back. The... Yeah. Which, so... which Zelda are you currently immersed in? Breath of the Wild. Ooh. Yeah, one of the most beautiful games yeah, on that really system. Cool. Yes. yes. I'm enjoying it. I'm going as slow as possible because I know that once it's over, I'm going to be like, I'm not, I'm not going to play this again. It's like a 40-plus mm. hour game, though. Like, oh, it's more like, than that. I'm definitely like, I'm definitely going very slow, and I'm enjoying all the little side quests. Like there was a kid who was like, "Let's play hide and seek." I was like, "All right, I don't, know. I got nothing to do. We're in quarantine." <laughs> like, so. yeah. I haven't uh, seen my nieces and nephews. I might as yeah. well play with this young child. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, Fuck. okay, good. So good to hear that you're stretching the game out longer than one of my uh, champion blunts that I'm. My therapist says aren't achievements, but I beg to differ. Um, what is something you think is overrated? You know what? I also hate this segment of the show, so mm -hmm. I decided to <laughs> ask my group chat what they okay. thought were some overrated and underrated. And things I got overrated was Hamilton, motherhood, and the keto diet. Damn. What and a list. What a list. What a list. Was that right? from the one person or that was no, a collection was like a, from the yeah, yeah, triumvirate? It was like a, or yeah, four friends, uh, my little Pizza Friday crew. I just uh -huh. asked them and then um, that's what they responded with. So, Are these friends or uh, comedians? Or no, are, these like... are not comedians. That's why I asked them because they're not comedians. Oh, these are nice. real people. Right, right. Real takes off the real, streets. Yes, <laughs> off the streets. And then it was funny because the Hamilton one is what got the group chat arguing because, you know, a couple girls in the group chat are like, it's the greatest film ever yeah and, you're like um, it's revisionist history and yeah and i mean i don't care i mean i watch i remember being like you know when something is so hyped up you're like okay i should at least yeah. try to watch it and so yeah. uh, my friend had me watch it with her and i was like this is the most boring shit i've ever watched i hate it he's rapping this is so dumb and yeah and 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 historic and it's also that thing of like you don't even have to know history to like just follow the story and be like, this doesn't this doesn't make sense. I don't like the way this is going. <laughs> and uh, this is all kind of weird. And are uh, you a big so, musical fan in general, though? I mean, I don't hate musicals. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked him as a kid, of course, you know, I liked him as a kid. And um, and I don't hate. Them, oh, so but... they're child's play from your perspective. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I was a very mature child. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt Gates would be into it, you know. Um, oh, Jesus. Sorry. Uh, problematic light. Problematic. That's me. Um, the woke bully. And then the underrated. The underrated is the bidet and sleeping in a bed alone. Those are the only two I got for underrated. True. Sleeping in the bed alone, stretching out, mm -hmm. sleeping at any corner, yep. changing the sheets on your schedule. Yes. Yep. I'm really tall, so corner to corner is how I sleep. It's it's really, it's really oh, nice. like diagonal. Yeah, I can't. I mean, if I share the bed with somebody, I have to be all fucking yeah. straight and uncomfortable because I'm so long. My feet hang off, you know? 
I get nasty. Sometimes the pets fuck up my sleep style, but oh, yeah. like I don't have the heart to be like, get the fuck off. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like my foot's asleep and shit. Uh, yeah. You gotta shape them to you. I yeah. know. Move that sucker over. When I was a kid, you know, my childhood dog slept in my bed. So when she passed away, I realized it took me years to stop sleeping against the wall straight. Like, because that's how, it, because she took up all the bed and oh. I would just sleep against the wall <laughs> to make room for her. You were like a her. side sleeper with your back to the wall. I think I might. I was like facing the wall. Holy! Oh, so yeah. you were quite literally making yourself as like thin and small. It as was, possible which is crazy. <laughs> and so after she died, I was like, oh yeah, I don't have to sleep like this anymore. <laughs> wow! This is exactly how a parent walks in on a child in a horror movie to be like, why is she mm-hmm. just facing the wall? Yeah. Right. And, and she's just like, what's cause, happening? Because they're in the bed too. Ooh, honey, they. And you're like, go. <laughs> you're like, all right, we're exactly. selling this fucking house. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, bed size is a good thing. And bidets also, uh, man, you know, not just because Hello Tushy's the sponsor. Cause, oh, is it a sponsor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. That, once I, I've always, you know, being Japanese too, like in Japan, mm-hmm. the toilet seats over there have bidets built in. So yeah, from, a, you know, that would always be the thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. We got this over here. And then when it sort of became more popular or people be, like every for a while, everyone like the take of like the world was like, have you been to Japan? Yeah. Have you been on the toilet in Japan? <laughs> have you had an egg salad sandwich from Japan <laughs> from like Anthony Bourdain? There's like those three things. Um, then the bidets became more popular. But yeah, this thing. Woo. Mm. Telling you. Beautiful. Never felt cleaner in my life. Shit. Yeah. Or no shit. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk a little bit about the news after this. And we're back, and Congressman Matt Gaetz uh, is in the news. Um, Mostly he's in the news because he's one of the most vile members of Congress, and the list is endless uh, in terms of moments that... He's nearly caused me to break my teeth from rage clenching them. And I don't know if you remember on January 6th when he was talking with his chest while the Capitol was being breached about how I was like just, you know, doubling down on the big lie, just straight bullshit. So right now he's making headlines because at yesterday it was like, oh, Matt Gates is trending because he's going to retire from Congress early to take a job at Newsmax. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I remember Jamie and I were talking like, oh, what? Is that where the check's at? Like, that's weird, whatever. And then we find out it seemed like he was trying to get ahead of a story in which it was going to be revealed that he is part of an ongoing investigation into his involvement in the alleged sex trafficking of a minor. And essentially, the allegations go is that he was having a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and paying for her to travel to be his companion on trips. And he was out here being like, yeah, I think I'm going to retire early was like how what he thought his first thing was. Then he started opening his mouth and saying shit like when when like the story came out about what was going on with this investigation, he says, quote, I only knew that it has to do with women. I have a suspicion that someone is trying to recategorize my generosity to ex-girlfriends as something more untoward. Sir, uh, the fuck? I... What? Why would you even mention like an ex girlfriend when we're talking about a child? Like, yeah. what does one have to do with the other? Like, you could just refute and be like, "Nope, definitely no children here. Thank you." And exit like stage left. Yeah, you are just the most 
upsetting human being to come across our paths. And I mean, collectively as the United States in so long. And we just got over, like, we just got out of Trump's shadow. Yeah. Because Matt Gates being like, I can maybe top that and being just a terrible, horrible person. Yeah. He then talked to Axios. He did a 13-minute phone interview. Classic. Because, you know, guilty people love to blab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just, like, one of the first things you learn growing up. Or a parallel teacher's like, that's funny because I know guilty people run their mouth too much. Mm-hmm. If you're innocent, you're like, fuck that. Right. But I remember being caught as a kid in a lie or something. And then you just can't stop talking because you think if you can keep talking, if you can keep the momentum of a defense up, then surely you are innocent. Yeah. So in this 13 minute phone interview, he said, quote, the allegations against me are as searing as they are false. I believe that there are people at the Department of Justice who are trying to criminalize my sexual conduct. You know, when I was a single guy. Goes on to say, quote, I have definitely in my single days provided for women I've dated. You know, I've paid for flights, for hotel rooms. I've been, you know, generous as a partner. I think someone is trying to make that look criminal when it is not. It sounds like he's trying to um, set up for after the divorce goes down. Like after he's when he's single again, he's going to be. Yeah. He's going to be like all these girls like, I heard you pay for flights and shit. (laughs) No, I don't even think he's 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 not not even married. No, I mean, mean, but they're together. I'm sorry. They're together. Right. Someone named Ginger Lucky. Oh, it's his fiance. Okay, interesting. See, That's what I'm saying. I I knew it was something. Sorry. Sorry, Ginger. Uh, you might not be lucky with this asshole. Wow, um, you proud of that th- one? Yeah, I am. Because this is a second-rate podcast. That's why I don't do stand-up. Because <laughs> I can get away with this shit. And there's a new episode in about 15 minutes. <laughs> Imagine if I had to put this shit on an album. I just oh, sound man. like every other trash open mic comedian I who mean, didn't do was, any work. There's an audience for it. I know, I know. Uh, anyway, we digress. <laughs> um, so he then goes on to Tucker Carlson to defend his life and i'm just i'm just gonna play a few parts of this because again Mm -hmm. it sounds like guilty people blabbering it doesn't sound like someone is actually you know caught in some really fucked up false allegation instead we've invited congressman gates on the show to respond to these stories and give us his view of them congressman thanks so much for coming on appreciate it um, so this is obviously a serious allegation. Tell us what the truth is from your perspective. I just want to say what he just said right there. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell us what the truth is from your perspective? perspective. Oh <laughs> okay. My God. Interesting. Um, and here goes the blabbering. It is a horrible allegation and it is a lie. The New York Times is running a story that I have traveled with a 17 year old woman. Let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. Because that's that just said it all. Mm-hmm. That just said it all. Mm-hmm. He said 17-year-old woman, which mm-hmm. I feel like the next mm-hmm. defense is going to be, I, I thought that was a young woman I was right. with. Because he's not, because Tucker Carlson before this, he's, I mean, even though he's a fucking goon too, he, yeah. at, he at least said that this was a 17-year-old child. Yeah. Uh, cut to Matt Gates saying, this was a 17-year-old woman. And that is verifiably false. People can look at my travel records and see that that is not the case. What is happening is an extortion of me and my family involving a former Department of Justice official. On March 16th, my father got a text message demanding a meeting wherein 
a person demanded $25 million in exchange for making horrible sex trafficking allegations against me go away. Our family was so troubled by that. pause right there, though? Mm -hmm. So, bro, uh, Matt Gates' whole thing is about, like, draining the swamp and, like, turning the... If somebody came and tried to extort you, I, there's no part of me that believes you wouldn't immediately be like, look at this guy trying to extort right. me. Like, mm -hmm. this is the libs at it again. Like, there's no way you, like, kept this secret unless there's a grain of truth to yep. these allegations. Yeah. She was right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he says, oh, I didn't. And like, March 16th, this person told my dad. It already sounds like some fucking teenager who crashed their car into a fucking 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's like, I was set up and like, they're trying to like extort my dad who like, you guys know is like fucking loaded. That's why I can crash like back to back Beamers and it'd be not a thing. But like, fuck guys. He goes on just to say some more dumb shit that, you know, he said he went. So they did do that, right? When they, the extortion thing happened, he said, okay, we, we need to tell the FBI. And they did. And apparently the FBI made his dad wear a wire. Mm. Uh, and have a phone call. My look, I don't. Last time I checked, you don't need a wire to wear a phone call. There's plenty of tech because you, you're not in the room, mm. so you don't need a wire. But okay, he's saying if you get those transcripts of the wire, you will clearly see that this man was trying to extort us, and it just becomes a really, really just uh, sloppy, sloppy interview. Uh, right after that, to the point where like. He even tries pulling in Tucker Carlson. He's like, you know, and there's two people on this screen right now that have been falsely accused of horrible acts. And Tucker Carlson's like, bro, don't bring me into this. Shit. <laughs> and he and he also was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, because like 20 years ago, I said like a mentally disturbed person had accused me of a crime when I had never even met them. And then like was immediately like this. And then later on, he's like, I mean, there are other times, Tucker, we were together and you were there with your wife and then someone came up talking to like the woman I was with. You remember that? And it was like on some other shit and he was like, I don't know what, and he was like, I don't remember <laughs> that, sir. I don't know what, you, and left his ass out to, you know, dry because this dude is so clearly on some other shit. Now, the thing to keep in mind is, you know, Tucker Carlson later asked, when did you know about this investigation? When did you find out about this? He gave a very cryptic answer and because it sounds like Matt Gates this whole time is trying to make it sound like some Merrick Garland dem hit job now that he's running DOJ. He gives this answer. and He's like, I don't know. Like, I just know, like, it became a problem on March 16th when this person was asking for money. This is the other. Th There's a whole other side of this fucked up coin that you have to understand. The reason Matt Gates even got the, in like DOJ's crosshairs was because they were looking into a friend of his named Joel Greenberg, who is the tech, he has the title or had the title of Seminole County Tax Collector. And this dude has been flagrant with his abuses of power. Uh, his recent indictment of charges of sex trafficking of a child, stalking a political opponent, aggravated identity theft. They said from May to November 2017, he targeted a girl between the ages of 14 and 17 to recruit them for sex acts in exchange for unspecified perks then he used his access to the state database as tax collector and to make fake ids this is another thing quote investigators said they found several fake ids inside greenberg's home and accused the tax collector of improperly accessing a state database to access personal information of people he was in sugar daddy relationships with including a minor victim between the ages of 14 and 17 greenberg allegedly made the fake ids to help facilitate quote facilitate his efforts to engage in commercial sex acts this is in the indictment so this is how 
he came. So whatever reason, this investigation splintered off and they said, oh, hold on. Matt Gates is in this, too. Just to give you an idea of this is how, horrifying, Miles. Yes. Take a breath. Jesus Christ. I was going to say, it's this is a awful. lot. Especially when you consider this whole like QAnon, QAnon like, sex yeah. conspiracy mm-hmm. thing that Matt has definitely been like, Where you no, at? it's out here and there's this giant global conspiracy. And yet now here you are best friends with this dude. What the fuck? Oh my God. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. It's and, also just like, it's, I mean, it's always no wonder, you know, like, of course, if your homie is you know, messing with that shit. Like, you're going to be like, well, I mean, I could get away with it too. Yeah. Shit. Or, you know, you learn that lesson really quick. You, people you're on are on some fuck shit that you're not down with. You're like, nah, I'm off this. Exactly. Bro. Like, because exactly. this is going to fuck my whole future up. Right. I'm off this shit. There are, I can point to so many times where I was, I would, my life could have gone fucking left. Right. But mm. on, it's a choice. on some level, it's yeah, on some level, you're like, mm, no, like, I'm not with this shit. Like, well, that goes back to like him saying "seventeen year old woman," and it's like, no, no, no. You, hey, I understand if you're like, oh, I'm attracted to someone, and then you find out their age, and you're like, yo, Ooh. let me take mm-hmm. a step back, because I, 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 I wish that people would just like admit that that's the thing that fucks them up, you know. But that's the problem is they don't know how to just be like, oh shit, I just fucking played myself, because I mean, a child is not gonna know right from wrong, no. you know, no, a young woman's Especially not, a young girl's not gonna know. So, well, yeah, any and anyone, especially if there's even age, if there's a huge financial disparity, oh, that's yeah. just that's fertile yep. ground for that's manipulation. Power, yep. Because you hold that shit, I'm gonna move you over here. Exactly. I'm gonna not move you over here. I'll pay this bill. I won't pay this bill until you right. fucking become subordinate or whatever. Yeah. So Joel Greenberg, I just this dude was also taking like taxpayer dollars and was buying like guns, a fucking body armor, computers to start a crypto operation. I mean, and that's just I, tight. Oh, that's that's cool though. That's cool with me. This is a, and I'm just gonna read a real headline that came out of his conduct. This is a real headline I'm about to read. Quote: Seminal tax collector Joel Greenberg accused of plotting Bitcoin ransom scheme against his own office. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know so, that classic move. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just to give people an idea what happened, this investigation, for the record, Bill Barr okayed this investigation in the summer of 2020. Bill Barr. Yeah, when I read that, I was wow. like, you know shit is fucking dirty as fuck. <laughs> Real yeah. as hell. Oh yeah. my god. Um and, and shout out uh, Evan Hurst at Wonkette just for putting all to, like all these details together in one place because it's very easy to see like how this is all happening and the, how it all intersects. So yeah, that's what a mess. He's not going for a new job at Newsmax, but nice try. And 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 all the talk from the Republicans are the way they're not defending him. They're like, okay, that's he's gonna just vaporize and on upon reentry into the atmosphere, and we're not, you know, we're not gonna say anything, and we're not I mean, gonna keep up they? the same that's energy. A, that's a mess, you know. Well, I mean, more just in the sense of like how duplicit. I mean, it's just again, it's underlining the duplicity of how like they they function ideologically with all the sex trafficking thing and uh, many people pointed out he was the sole vote against a sex trafficking bill a few years ago the sole vote that would it may, would have made it easier for investigators to get information to try and like triangulate and understand how certain operations you know i do like when trumpets sound though you know i like i like when we get to see someone get their comeuppance like in real time and hopefully yeah. they just keep pressure right on Matt's gate, gates next where it's deserved. And uh, hopefully we can get him out of there and see him some prison time. And what what the hell? Do you, like, 
Uh, yeah. The abuses of power are so just blatant, but to also then be the kind of scum who makes it more difficult for children and women and poor people just to survive. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. I'm always like fascinated with like the history of the age of consent. Like a bunch of old white dudes just got together and were like debating what age they could have sex with women. Like that's really what they were like, what makes a woman? And then like, you know, and then they landed on 18 after being like, what about some guy was like, how about 25? And they're like, oh, you sicko. That's an old one. And then then somebody was like, what about 12? And someone else, oh, that's too young. And then they finally landed on 18. I always that every time. What do we say, fellas? 18? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what was, I always wonder how that debate went because it's just so insane that we still have to have that conversation because of men like him, you know, that just- I think it got down to this. I let my best friend shit my 18-year-old, not my 17-year-old, that seems weird to me, but my 18-year-old daughter, like, they got married, I'm cool with that. That Are they out of the house? Are they out of the house? Like, what? They're on their own. That's how you're- Okay, do you have any perspective as a man on how this would- a function? <laughs> nah, I'm just I'm purely going off of would I be d- cool if someone but, was yeah. banging someone that age from my family? <laughs> That's the only rubric. Yeah, and it's it's drummed up a lot of talk about his son, you know, adopted son Nestor, um, who like now people are wondering. Now this is I'm and this is I'm just gonna let people pure know. speculation. This is pure, uh, like I say on my other podcast, WPS, wildly problematic speculation, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I'm not going to get into like dragging him out of the closet or anything mm-hmm. like that. But uh, people put this idea in it that perhaps Nestor is actually his son with like actually his son because they say he has a father in Cuba because he's not adopted. He doesn't need to be adopted because he has a father. And some people are like speculating, like, did he have a relationship with he did have a relationship with this sister. But if you add the timelines up, this the sister that he was dating could possibly be the daughter in which he would have impregnated her when she was a minor and if his family having money could have created a hush scheme or whatever. That's just WPS. That's not, I'm just, my wheels are going and also I'm like, what the fuck's really going on? Cause for a long time, people were just like, what is this really whack cover for being a racist to just say like, and look at my Cuban son. Right. Right. Which is like so. the easiest thing to digest. Because that other yeah. shit is like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's uh, keep this moving along. No, I want to keep talking about the sickos. Let's keep talking yeah. about the sickos. Well, we are going to talk about the sickos. Oh, there's in more? The Yay! Texas Department of Public Safety. Uh, have y'all ever done hypnosis of any kind? I don't think so. Tried it even as a I bit think maybe on maybe at like a, like high school uh, at the senior year. They had an event. I think we had hypnosis. I was going to say we had an assembly. They were like, a, what do you call those things? It was like a week of like, we're almost out of school. And yeah, here are yeah. Some performances to keep y'all busy. End of um, the year activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But never like in the serious like therapy way. Or... My dad got it to stop smoking and that worked. Right. There's it's which is interesting because there I know people like that too have used hypnosis to like stop nail biting or smoking. Mm-hmm. Um. But what y'all think of using hypnosis to solve a murder and possibly put someone on death row or imprison them for life? Would you trust it then? No. The, with the police. I don't trust police for anything. So definitely yeah. not well, for this. And this sounds like some shit police would do to try and act like, oh, yeah, I figured out the truth with this pseudoscience or quasi science, yeah. whatever. So I just read something that said in 2021, January of this year, 
the Texas Department of Public Safety was like, yeah, we're no longer using hypnosis in investigations. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, what do you mean? You're no, huh? So apparently this has been a huge problem in Texas. I had no fucking idea. Um, I believe it was, I just want to give them credit. Um, the Dallas Morning News, they put out an investigative piece like in April of last year that sort of just laid waste to like this whole process that they use. And in this investigation, they found that Texas, quote, built one of the most prolific programs for police hypnosis in the country, repeatedly doubling down on the practice despite scientific evidence that hypnosis can distort witness memories and lead to false convictions. Mm -hmm. DPS has developed more advanced interview and interrogation techniques that yield better results uh, is what they said. That's why they don't do it anymore. Oh, because we found better ones, which is just lying, I guess. Right. 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 They're like, oh, we're probably going to get a giant lawsuit. So we just told them this no longer a part of our... It's very intense, the idea that the same methods used by cults are being used by the police. Like, the idea I mean, that the police you... are a cult. Yeah, I mean, right. that's what I was saying, yeah. though. It's like, it's very scary. Like, it's not new to anyone the the police abuse their power and are often putting those with least access to power in horrible positions whether it's actually taking their lives or just straight stealing from them that's yeah. definitely a problem where they're like yeah we're just gonna mm -hmm. seize all of this stuff and just never give it back but to then also implant false memories there's something like a second layer of sinister in that and making people believe that they've committed crimes and i bet if we looked at these numbers, we'd find like the younger you are, the less life experience you have, the lower your IQ, you're Absolutely. more susceptible to these tactics. And so you just have to <sighs> thinking about all the victims of this. We were probably never going to see any kind of justice either. They said they found in this investigation that they performed at least 1700 hypnosis sessions since they wow. at least just and any officer could do this. Like, just yeah. like, oh, yeah. Well, just... oh, hold on. Not anyway. You got to get certified. <laughs> okay. And it takes longer than it does to get your badge, actually. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, it, it probably is. But like, <laughs> but like, you know, it's it's really it's really like because they were looking in this investigation. They're like, yo, dozens of men and women, dozens of people have been sent to prison and some to their deaths off the strength of some of these That's fucking with testimonies that they were deriving from hypnosis and that's where it gets yeah just super 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 you're getting up. very guilty you're I'm, getting I'm, I'm, i mean real. it's so weird or, or you know or it's just basically getting a witness to falsely yeah, no, ideas you know what i mean or whatever the fuck it ends up being this is where it gets darker i mean that's what's crazy about watching the um the Derek Chauvin trial is like how they try to manipulate just just on the strength of just language, you know, mm -hmm. like they just try to manipulate just off the strength of language and flipping terms and using certain words. And so to think that they'll take it to the next level and be like, you know what else we can do? We're going to get fucking brainwash you into right. Like, during I mean, the yeah, had to move that witness the other day who Donald were Williams, like, were you getting angrier? Yeah. Do you feel like you're getting angrier? And, for him to just stay so hard in his lane and be like, I was more and more professional. I stayed yeah. in my yeah. body. I was, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't snap, despite the fact that I was watching someone slowly be murdered in front of me. So kudos to me. I was like, wow, sir, that is heavier humanity question to be so blatantly accused of being an angry black man to think. And also then to spin it to make it sound like calling somebody 
to be like, hey, if you step any closer to me, I'm going to slap you. While he's murdering someone as yeah. a negative or as um, you being an out-of-control citizen or, or disruptive to the policing process. And that's right. why he killed this man. Like, just... I know that lawyer has to do his job. and I, I try not to, like... That's not I, a job. But that's not it, though. It's It's the fact that that is his job. That is his job is to twist things and to make them and to tell the narrative that he wants to tell, which is, again, like, I think the Internet has made it so that people now are opening their eyes to how the justice justice, quote unquote, system, quote unquote, really work. And so, like, these methods like hypnosis and shit, it's like, you know, I mean, somebody had to fucking figure it out. Somebody found out about it. Somebody put pressure. It's the same with Matt Gates. It's like somebody puts a little fucking pressure on the neck. And then it's like, oh, shit, I guess we shouldn't be doing this. I mean, that's it's like that's the shit. That's what it takes, you know, and that's why it's so frustrating because it's like everybody has to like do their due diligence as citizens to be like, we have to keep looking for these terrible things that continue to exist. Right. And so like it's great. And we're even having trouble getting justice for some of the most obvious shit that we're seeing right in front of our faces. Mm -hmm. And like the shameless cross examination of that man, Donald Williams, especially when he said, you can't paint me out to be angry. That quote, I was Mm -hmm. like, whoo. And you could tell he was, he was so and he was so upset because he was trying to mm-hmm. completely dismiss his experience as someone being slowly killed as being like, would you say you're getting angry and angry? Like, I would say that the situation was getting more fucked up and more fucked right. up. Yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't I wasn't I wasn't escalating the situation. I'm merely watching someone in real time slowly I mean, be killed. There's a brilliance in him pointing back to the video. Is that how many times you counted? Yeah. 13. Yeah. OK, great. Then that's that's what what was in the video. That's what happened as sort of almost a way of saying like, and we saw him kill that man. Like, that's what happened. It's on the video. On that video? The same one? It's the desensitive. I can't say it. They're desensitized. Yes, thank you. They're desensitized. And because I remember when we had it, when my dad was in hospice care here in the house, they had a hospice nurse come. but She was much older and like the way she navigated his care, it was like, oh, she's like watched people die over and over again. She's completely desensitized. She has mm-hmm. no care or con- concern with how we are reacting to this. And she thinks mm-hmm. we are being o- like we're, we are overreacting to watching my father die in the house. And it's and we, we basically had to be like, we don't want this nurse in this house anymore. Like she is so dead inside and it's it's making it worse for us. This experience is awful to begin with. Yeah. It's like we don't want and then like the nurses came and they're like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. Like, of course, we won't have her. But it's like people are just so desensitized to death often or or race racism that they inflict upon others are so desensitized to it. But the mm. way they move and the language they use, you're like, it's you. You're the crazy person, not the rest of us. We are not. There's nothing wrong with us for getting angry watching someone yeah. die. Well, I mean, but that's just the, but that's like, it's just so funny that if we're in a in a trial that is so charged mm-hmm. with all these racial aspects that they're deploying the like go to trope, which is to through uh, repeated transgressions, take mm-hmm. a, an oppressed person to the point where they can no longer endure the repeated transgressions right. and now have to stand up for themselves mm-hmm. and then miscategorize that as someone losing their temper, right. becoming angry rather than acknowledging that this is someone who is reached reached a breaking point a threshold that they have now crossed over into in which they now have to begin to advocate for themselves however they know how to right. and did the same shit to uh that witness so uh yeah uh, again i will just say the one last thing about the texas hypnosis thing 
this is this is also from the this article quote texas law also still allows evidence allegedly gleaned from hypnosis to be used in courts mm, great the supreme court was like yeah they were like nah up to y'all up to y'all they <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. heard it they said no nah, it's not up to y'all if you want to do that shit we, we didn't bribe the witness we we hypnotized them yeah. <laughs> and then we gave them 100 bucks afterwards this thanks it was it was great right. slam dunk case guys oh disgusting yeah so uh, and this was not an April Fool's joke. That's for I'm real. Just... I thought for a second, I was like, this might be like a weird, right. fucked uh. up April Fool's joke, like Onion style, like Texas cops, right. you know, swear to stop using hypnosis to solve murders or whatever. Here's what I will but... say. I will start using it in relationships. I think that's a great tactic in relationships. Yes, low stakes, low stakes, low <laughs> yeah. stakes. Low stakes. As long as it's not like some kind of carceral setting, you know, go go off. Don't, you know, don't, I... don't, don't, don't. Uh... <laughs> stereotype my type okay i like what i like all right if they're in prison i'm gonna make it work miles okay shit <laughs> they're like i'm gonna have him send me money <laughs> okay let's uh move on shall we let's do it please for god's sakes miles another terrible story go I well i don't know what's going on with justice clarence thomas oh man okay so the ncaa is at the supreme court right now and they're going through, like, just trying to decide if the model is legal, I think is what the actual court case is about right now, where players are basically like, hey, you're not a professional, so you don't get paid. You get some, like, cheap schooling, and then maybe you get a major career, and you're welcome. We're not in here being fans of Clarence Thomas. Obviously, uh, the man has done a lot of harm to us as a society in general. But he does bring up a really interesting like point during the the conversation where he was like, I don't understand why if these coaches are having ballooning salaries, if they're also coaching at the amateur level, right? Like how can we give coaches giant salaries? Why do we have billion dollar stadiums? And at the same time, we can't find space, money, time, food sometimes for these kids. So, you know, maybe he'll do one like really nice thing in his life and help these players <laughs> get some I, justice. Also like, Clarence Thomas famously is one of the most disengaged Supreme Court justices. Like, yeah. he, he's, like, known as, like, oh, Mr. Oh, you don't have a fucking question? Surprise. You're just here to fucking side with the other conservative uh, justices. But that's really wild. Like, that, <laughs> for whatever reason, he's like, well, hold on. I, I like the You're idea. You're making more money. And I like the are, idea huh. of him, like, wa like, getting into basketball as he's, like, disengaged from what he's supposed to be doing. He's just been watching. He's like, hey. He's like, what's that coach at uh, Gonzaga make? You know, I, I, I don't know, sir. This is actually I don't know if this is even material to the constitutional case we're arguing at the huh. moment. I'll look All into right. it. Why don't you look into right. it? Look into it for me. Can we take a quick recess? I want to make sure. <laughs> I just want to see what he's making. He it's a good team. That's all it what is. Do you guys he's think? just super into watching it. And now he's like feeling bad for them. He's like, oh, you know what? Yeah. Good. Good for that's all it takes. That fucking that's, that's what's school. funny is that uh, that's all it takes, you know, like yeah. someone to give a sh I mean, that's what that's why that argument is always funny when people apologize for something like they were fucking racist against Asians and then they're married to an Asian. Right. And they're like, right. oh, I'm married to one. I didn't mean it. I'm fine. Right. But that's the fucked up thing is that sometimes it takes that association for people to actually open their eyes to the terrible shit that has happened. Right. So that's that's the thing with him. He's like, you know, suddenly into basketball. I just like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> what a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, that's 
Great. Glad glad to see you opening your eyes yeah. and asking questions. <laughs> and Justice that was Thomas, all it is, too. And not just sexually harassing people. Um, okay, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with some, you know, let's let's talk about the holiday real quick after this. And we're back. It's April 1st. April Fools. April Fools. I've read something that some people said it's like it's a joke on Noah first or some shit. And then some <laughs> other people like I've heard so many origin stories. There's about... like 26 different origin stories and history.com did not have clear answers for us because we're all fools. We all been fooled. Right. Been I checked. I picked some of the ones I liked. So <laughs> the like, theories I thought, OK, maybe. So I'll just read a couple. So some historians speculate that April Fool's Day dates back to 1582 when France switched from the Julian calendar to the Georgian calendar as called for by the Council of Trent in 1563. In the Julian calendar, as in the Hindu calendar, the new year begins with the spring equinox around April 1st. So people were calling in January 1st. It was chaos. They were like, ha ha, April Fool's. You don't know anything. Stupid. And then it became popularized throughout Britain during the 18th century in Scotland, the, the tradition became a two-day event, which is far too much mm-hmm. April Fools, uh, yeah. starting with the hunting of Gauk, in which people were sent on phony errands. Gauk is a word for cuckoo bird, a symbol for the fool, and followed by Tally Day, which involved pranks played on people's derrieres, such as pinning thick tails or kick me signs on them. You know, in case you've seen a oh. cartoon from the 50s, that's what yeah. was happening then. Uh, I don't like this holiday. I think it's I- weird. <laughs> I, I like mean, it phony errands. It makes a, it makes sense of the time. Like whatever, two hundred years ago, people were bored as shit. They didn't have the internet and memes, so they yeah. were like, you know, we should do play tricks on each other. They're like, uh, fetch me some grain, my good man. <laughs> <laughs> we got him to fetch his grain. Can you imagine? What a fool! Now kick him in his asshole. Wow! I what shall. a holiday. Ouch. Save that for day two with my pointy shoe. The, the original oppression, April Fools. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my God, I'm trying to think of how you can make it better, right? Because I was reading another article, I think it was the AV Club, where they're just pointing out how like whack, just how like what the holidays become. Yeah. Like yes. I remember it used to be like you lie to your mom or something mm-hmm. and get Which fucking I would grounded. Never do. I would never. Do. Oh man, I did that shit yeah, no. once. I fucked around and found out on April Fool's Day very quickly. <laughs> what did you do to your mother, Miles? Oh, I pretended I was really ill. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was stupid. It was like, like, like needed like, to go to the hospital. Ill. Like I pretended, or... like, pa- like I was like passing out. Like, oh, oh no! You know I mean, like, oh, yeah. Oh no! And as a kid, you're like, I like, lo- I like to see, you know, because I was like the kind of kid who, like, if my mom, like, you know, we go to the mall or some shit, I would hide in the clothing racks until she was like, Miles. Or like my remember my grandma, she's oh yo she fucking almost body slammed me at a Macy's because she, she thought have. she lied. I, was say. I know again, and this is all things I I learned over the years. I'm like when she pulled me aside, she's like, "You don't ever do that." She's like, "Because you're my grandchild, and if I lost," and I was like, "Oh my god!" She and like she just made it too real for me. <laughs> right, like she was right, awesome, right, like right. my duty to you Gross. as an adult. You are my you are my descendant, and you oh, must snap. be alive. And I was like, <laughs> "I'm so sorry." <laughs> yeah, I was like, please don't tell my mom. She's like, "Oh, I told her ass already, and there isn't even cell phones yet, ho. Buckle up, motherfucker." So, yeah. I did that. I didn't like it because, you know, it's just like dude, the vibe of like seeing an adult like off their shit was mm-hmm. sort of how I thought that shit was funny. 
cut to it was not so i kind of stopped doing that shit um but really i think th- now it's just all like whack-ass corporate pranks i feel like yeah. that's mm-hmm. what it's all become and they're like put a list together mcdonald's shake sauce when they did the h&m mark zuckerberg collab uh fucking like on yelp they did a thing it looked like your screen was cracked when you opened the app like okay From my world they really enjoy fake casting rumors oh like, right. every oh, april Lord. 1st it's like surprise so and so has been cast as this what do you right. think like, leave me alone i don't need <laughs> right. to get my hopes up needlessly i don't want to have to spend an entire day like april first is kind of come a date of just like let me just black out the internet like let me just right. not even check it what's the point i just think it's become redundant we have a lot of ways to have fun now do we need to trick other people does anyone like i've never seen a successful prank where it's like both hysterical and both parties at the end are like that was Good fun, buddy. Like, we did that. No. Here's what I'll say. I hate April Fool's. Never participated in April Fool's. I don't do no pranks. I don't play like that. Um, but one April 1st, I was uh, <laughs> hanging out with the family and the kids. I have eight nieces and nephews, you know. And uh, my brother, I was watching them, and then my brother came to pick them up. And um, so I was in the front. They left. I was like, bye, guys. And they drove off. And then I was hitting my vape pen in the front. Just hitting it, big ass blows of smoke, and then my brother's car pulls back around, and I'm right when I'm letting out a big ass ball of smoke. My nieces and nephews like, "What are you doing?" And I was all, <laughs> "Um," uh, and they were like, "Is it because it's April first? It's April Fool's joke, huh?" And I was all, "Yeah, yes, it is April Fool's. I got you. I would never smoke. Are you crazy?" And April Fool's, I'm a dragon. <laughs> yes, and then they. And it worked, and I, they never thought about it again, and it was so fucking perfect. So I was like, God bless April 1st. And April Did you, like, 4th. call, like, three homies right after that? Like, you're not going to believe this shit. I couldn't. I, I was just so in shock. I was like, oh, my God. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> God was with me that day. April Fool's. God isn't real. Um, you ever prank somebody, Joel? No, I don't think it's funny. I don't. Yeah. I can never think of a way to, like, properly deliver... A prank. It just seems like it's just a way to embarrass people or mm-hmm. like there's some kind of lack of self-confidence that you're like, oh, Exploiting. man, let me just really bring this person down. And I don't that's not really my vibe. I'm not here for it. Oh, you don't like humiliating your loved ones? That's weird. Oh, no, yeah. I really don't. Strange. Or like, I know when I was a kid, it was really popular to be like, oh, we'll put like toothpaste on Oreos and like and like that just seems mean. Uh, also, I was a waste kid. of Oreos. Like, thank yeah. you. Oreos are delicious. Why are we scarring people? Yeah. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think we are now evolved past this holiday, and I think we can put it to rest. I think, I think most of us are evolved past this holiday. Some people yeah. are stuck in this I think holiday. The like, because even punked, right? You mm-hmm. know, it was still psychological warfare. Yeah, is really what it's about. I think the way you can get a good prank off is if you, the prankster, puts in an inordinate amount of time to make it like believable, but also it's truly not at the expense of whoever the mark is. Like, I've seen videos where people convince their friend they were going skydiving, and they just got in a car, but they put in like a loud engine like near his head and he thought he was going up in a plane and shit and they jumped out and he just like went into a bucket. <laughs> and he's just like, and he was freaking out because he really, they really tried to fuck with him to think That's he was going awful. up in a fucking airplane. And he was like, oh shit. And then he got up and he was like, oh my God. And in the, in the end, he had a good, he had a laugh. That's psychological warfare. 
That'll traumatize <laughs> you. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. You know what's just, funny I, is your listeners strike me as a type of people that would not participate in any type of April foolery. And nah. but there's gonna be like one listener that's like, What I thought my April Fool's joke was good. Yeah, look, your April Fool's joke, I think maybe kids is easier to do it on. Like mm-hmm. if but yeah, you can't lying make to kids them cry. Oh yeah. I don't know. How can you make a can you ever lie to a kid and they don't cry? Yeah. Because I feel like you're just not built for lies when you're when you're at a kid. When you're a kid. You say Santa Claus is real and they smile. Oh my god. Also, like, yeah, because you're also your embarrassment levels, like you get real easily embarrassed. So yeah. like if an adult got one over on you, like, yeah, I probably would have just fucking melted down. So you know what? Fuck it. Um, I think that's why other websites are like, we should make it like Halloween. Like just dress up, do some fun, like do something fun in the spirit of humor. I love that. Listen, any chance to put on a giant costume or wear wacky makeup, I'm in. Give treats. Like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what kind of treats we should get for April Fools, but tasty ones. Mm-hmm. And and it should be warm. And g- give us a day off. Federal holiday. Done. Or, yeah. Or like yeah. a spiritual day of atonement where you can, you, you're honest <laughs> about a thing you're mad ignorant about. You can today be honest and there's no judgment. You know what wow. I mean? Oh, I like that. Admitting you're foolish. Like, yeah, admitting, admitting it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I th- I thought I hated April Fools before. You guys really just took, <laughs> took it to a whole disgusting. Two level. child development psychologists have come up with a better way to do April Fools. Like, what the fuck is this? It's not fun. It's worse. Oh my god. Uh, speaking of shit that could be fun or lethal, oh uh, music festivals mm. are they getting a little too eager? Now, I just want to say, as I sit here unvaccinated and watching case numbers <laughs> rise in certain parts of the country. The last thing on my mind is when can I go to a massive music festival? Uh, and don't get me wrong, the one of the things I am waiting for the most is to see live music with like around people. Like the, to me, that's like the fucking that's the gas of life that I need. But now we're seeing festival after festival announce dates that are earlier and earlier. Outside lands in San Francisco, I love that festival. They've put an October date. For this year, mm. Firefly in Delaware did a late September date. Uh, Bonnaroo is doing an early September date, and Hard Summer, which is like a LA one, which is mostly like EDM and shit, but I think Two Chains will be there. It's gonna be at the end of July. Wow! At the end of July. July thirty first to even August first. The 1st. end of summer. Mm-hmm. Like, could you get maybe like really late August and give us a chance to? Because we're only opening up vaccinations to everyone in LA like April eighteenth. And there's right. a lot of us here. That's millions of people we got to get through. And not just that. It's going to be all the people traveling into L.A. Ugh. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Or to be. these other places. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's just, and I'm looking, let me just read this fucking lineup for Bonnaroo because it's I not like, there. it's not like some shit where you're like, well, fuck the hell no. I'm not fucking putting my life at risk for Foo Fighters, Megan The Stallion, Runda Jules, Janelle Monet. Deftones, Tame Impala, Lizzo, uh, G Easy. I mean, not G Easy for me. Uh, Incubus, though. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Uh, Tyler the Creator, Lil Baby, Lana Del Rey, Leon Bridges. Uh, like it's a fucking full blown festival. Brittany Howard and Phoebe Bridgers is going to be there. Like they've got your alternative chicks, your rap chicks, your like yeah. old school rock band. Like there's something for everyone. Yes. It's a problem. Are you a, a trippy, psychedelic using person? Then strap up for King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I There's mean, Primus, what? Disco Biscuit, and Nelly 
on one day. What's oh, a no, trip? Nelly? What's a what's a trip is that the artists are protected. You know, like you know, the artists mm, are going to be mm, mm. social distancing, and the, or they're all vaccinated, va- or va- yeah, mostly vaccinated. And um, but even if they are like not vaccinated or anti-vax, like they're still going to have their tiny little area. Like nobody's allowed to be over there. Like that's what's fucking crazy about it. It's mm-hmm. like the people at risk are going to be the people in the audience. Yeah, and you know, like. Uh, San Diego Comic Con just announced they're coming back this year too. Mm-hmm. I saw not that. wait when not Thanksgiving not weekend they're gonna do San Diego Comic Con. They're gonna do it on the busiest long. travel fucking weekend <laughs> of all the fucking what? It makes very little sense uh, for a lot of perspectives. Like for one thing, uh, some people haven't been home in two years. Like it's been a long right. time since people have seen family. I don't know how many people are going to take the Thanksgiving holiday weekend and be like, no family. I've got comics to look at. Yeah, I got to go see what's happening at Hall C. Particularly after uh, the 2018 Comic-Con, I'm sorry, 2019 Comic-Con, where we saw a lot of like major studios, like they're not releasing as much. They're not um, showcasing, they're not announcing a lot of like sweet jobs. It's it's a changing thing. And so to do it, Thanksgiving, I mean, really, it just seems to me like we can wait another year, like 2021. Most people vaccinated will have figured out a way on a smaller scale. I know movie theaters are starting to experiment with like, are we checking cards before people come in to see if they got vaccinated? Are we doing vaccinated only screenings and then some not? Like there's a lot of things we have to figure out as a society, like how we want to move forward. But this seems chaotic. This is so reckless, though, because it's this is the kind of shit that people are going to take as cues to Mm -hmm. being like, oh, we're done. It's over. It's over because previously my uh, the indicators from my perspective and my world was that the music festivals were gone. So that meant shit was real or whatever it was for for, for people to say it's coming back and like, yo, get together, sweat on each other, uh, pass fucking drugs around mouth yeah. to mouth, whatever the fuck you're going to do and breathe on each other. It's OK because Lizzo and Tame Impala are going to fucking d- shell the stage on night two, like Yo, this it, it's it's more just about like getting back to normal. These are things that are going to I'm not joking. Like, I'm curious to know how much this could actually affect people's behavior right now to see lineups like this being announced. I mean, it might be helping them save, stay home and save money so that they could have a full blown <laughs> anti-vax weekend in September. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's just tough. It's fucking weird. I, I agree. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Because we're already like, you know, the vaccine rollouts are getting wonky where people with means are finding ways to jump the line. Other people are like, I didn't even know I was eligible because I'm living in an underserved part of the community where there's little outreach. But people who are at the Gelson's are all that. Oh, okay. Um, And then, you know, like then we have a growing number of people, especially conservatives that are becoming vaccine skeptics. So it's not. We're not dealing with positivity all around this right. situation. So it's I mean, look, I hope it works. I hope it's it definitely works, complicated but... the matter that like even if vaccines are available, people are anti-vax. So it's like, well, what do you do with these rapidly expiring vaccines? Right. Mm. Maybe, you know, send them to the global south uh, <sighs> where there is an absolute shortage of vaccines because the Western that would be too logical, Miles. Who are hoarding like them? Who thinks like that? You know, some cuck snowflake. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Marcella, thanks for joining us today. Oh, my God. Thanks for having me. Always Um, a pleasure. Can I unfortunately plug dates inside of a comedy club? (laughs) 
Yeah, please. Coming I mean, up. look, you gotta, you gotta get you. Look, we're all trying to live. So yeah, where can people find I'm you? Doing, follow you? I'm doing socially distant shows in um, Fort Collins and Boulder, April 14th and April 18th. Um, at Comedy Fort on the 14th and the Rayback Collective in Boulder on the 18th. So if you guys want to come, I mean, oh, Zyking, I know you're, I know you're. I know in Colorado. they are. I know some, yes. and and some of them, are, a lot of them are vaccinated in Denver. So. Um, Let's... People are you getting vaccinated in Denver? Hell yeah. Damn. Colorado, right, I well, guess whatever. the numbers are low and the vaccines are high, so it's as high as the altitude. <laughs> there you um, go, and as high as the people there too, man, with the free the legalized <laughs> weed. Come on, we right? Hey. No. Actually, go see Marcella's show because it'll actually be funny. And it, and it's on a Wednesday and a Sunday. I have, I'm not ready to commit to weekend dates yet um, because I'm very petrified of this shit. But. Yeah, how, how's your like re-entry anxiety from taking it's off? A- it's a, I mean, it's interesting. I'll say that I did a show, a socially distant outside show in LA on Sunday, two shows, and it was cool. And you know, but the worry is still there. You know, like I yeah. mean, how could it not spread? I mean, that's. I think that's why those festival things kind of blow my mind because I'm like, don't we all just kind of want to go slow and see how this happens, like see yeah. how it unfolds, as opposed to just being like around thousands of people. I mean, you would think that you would, you know, want to, you know, slow and steady wins the race, right? Um, yeah. so For I, real. cause I get that people do want to like do shit, but I, I mean, a festival is not on my priority list. That's why the other day I was saying like, I'm trying to, you know, slowly turn up the volume on my yes. social life again. Yes. Like I was saying like, you know, maybe when, if like it's, it's safer and like everyone, like we're all vaccinated and shit, I'm like, okay, let's go to a movie. Right. You know what I mean? And then, but like on a really... Tuesday at 1130 yeah, in the morning, and, like exactly. And we're not, and we're going to meet up in front of the theater. Right. And then we'll we'll catch up a little bit, watch the movie at the end, exchange some ideas about what we just saw, and then go home and then yeah. panic. Yeah, <laughs> be like, oh my god, that was a lot. That was a lot. I know. But. I mean, and the, and that's the thing. It's like I want to do the little things, you know, but I don't I don't want to do the big things just yet, and not on like the 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 spicy days, you know. Like it right. shocks me that people are out on the weekend eating in a restaurant. I'm like, for what, guys? For what? Yeah, because I need right to, to be door. served. I need to right. be served. That's that shit. That's ooh, yeah. That's that shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand the difference. Well, what's the difference? Because the food isn't gonna be that much hotter if you could just pick it up right when it's good and ready and then eat it. Um, okay. And uh, but other than that, uh, what about on social? You know, where can they find you? At and all Marcella that? Comedy. I'm barely tweeting these days. I'm barely IGing. My IG's on private because I got a stalker. Um, but oh, you guys shit. can send me friend requests on IG. Um, and I try. I try. I tweet every once in a while. Now I'm really off of it, which is crazy to think. But you know no, what? No, I'm not at all. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm saying crazy to thing. think of how it used to be. You know, like I'm. I'm yeah. happy to be off of it, but it's just it's wild to think like how aggressively I was on Twitter before. Right. Oof. Yeah. I mean. Oof. I mean, because I think once. <laughs> Once, like, you're forced to, like, really prioritize, like, your well-being in such a fucked up year. I know. Like, that shit goes, like, down the list. Very yeah. cool. Well, it was, like, it, it was what I did on my free time, you know? Like, in between shit or doing, you know, like, if I was working, it's like, oh, I need a break. I'm going to sit down and just be on my on my phone, you know? Because it, I didn't have, I, I didn't always have, like, the mental focus for, like, picking up a book always you know right and now it's like yeah. i don't like being on twitter is a lot it is everybody's mad about something every day like there was one day i went on and like comedians were fighting about some comedy shit salvadorians are fighting about some salvadorian shit and then <laughs> and then like the general news was just like unfolding and people were mad about that and i was like i i why am i here yeah 
I mean, even with the shooting in Atlanta, I was like, man, fucking even like I'm watching black and Asian people discuss like whether who hates oh, who man. more or if there's hate. And I'm like, that Ugh. shit is uh, wild. Like, fast please. track to get off the Internet. I'm, I'm like, no, 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 this ain't. No, this it's, it. it's sad this, when people these aren't the people that are going to solve it either. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, sad when, that. it's sad when people don't know the history. You know, like, yeah. you know, not that everybody should suddenly just be informed, but like it's it, I guess it's also sad watching people learn about shit that you wish everybody already knew. And it also mm. contributes to why this shit is continues to stay terrible, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. But so because of that, you probably don't have a tweet that you've been fucking with. That you, I, you know what? I did see one. Hey, yeah, all right. I did see one. And they tell like... me. It's actually, you know, I think my f- friend sent it to me. That's what it was. She sent it to me. Shout out to Rosie. Daddy Rosie. It was from I want to say at Nazir Artaud. I don't N A Z E E R A R T A U D Artaud, and it said um, y'all are worried about Lil Nas X giving the devil a lap dance. When I was twelve, I witnessed the devil in a gay relationship with Saddam Hussein. Your children will be fine because on South Park, the devil was in a relationship, with, and that show was so. Fun. I mean, we watched it and we loved it. Classic. It was yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. They were fucking. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Regularly. It wasn't even a lap dance. Yeah. And then Lil Nas X, in a way, like, he handled the devil. Yeah, yeah, said, exactly. Right. Off, you made the devil his bitch. The yeah, full split on that. He was, he was, yeah, he was ready. Also, wow. like, to not examine the full message of that video and just yeah. be like, look, he's trying to bring the devil to us. I'm like, well, way to miss the point. Yeah. <laughs> and he even put... Even had a press release with it to help mm-hmm. you understand mm-hmm. the allegory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who knows? That's fine. He's bodying all these people on Twitter. Yeah, it's and the crazy, song's so. fucking, the song's good, too. Yeah. I'm like, is he going to start missing? Because I thought when Panini came out, I was like, man, how the fuck does this shit go? He has a really good ear for hooks. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, it's, I think that's like one of his greatest strengths is like he has really good. Gay men like, love hooks. For, they, love they love a, a hook. hook. Yeah. They were raised on them. They love them. I mean, not since... <laughs> 50 Cent was someone just coming out with all the back-to-back songs that were just about the hooks. And this time, the music's actually good. Um, you just called okay. 50 Cent gay. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I'm calling him a fake-ass millionaire for sure. Every time he's like, hey, I ain't really fucking with, you know, Biden's uh, tax plan, you know. Oh, I'm my God. 50, that's a great AKA 50. Ferrari, that's hilarious. You know? Miles. You know, you just get a tack like your mouth always like this, you know. And that's 50 Cent. <laughs> Uh, and then just come at people inappropriately all the time on the internet. Oh, my God. Um, Joel, what about you? What's, yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. Where can people find you, follow you, support you, hear you, and what's the tweet you like? Uh, yeah, we're doing fake doctors, real friends, once a week. Come come see the internal lives of Zach and Donald. Uh, it's good times over there. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Joel Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. My tweet this week is from Julia Young. She's at OK Julia. Uh, her tweet is... Do Kong and Godzilla kiss at all, or am I wasting my time on this dumb movie? And I think that's the energy we could all be carrying this weekend <laughs> as we get ready for that epic movie watching in home theaters. Yeah. I ship everybody and everything, so hopefully, Julia, hopefully they yeah. do kiss. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, some tweets I like, too, are from Reductress. The first one, at Reductress, says, Man who hurt you upset you told people he hurt you. Um, and it has, like, this guy in it, like, who's like, Kind of a dick move, oh. like as a picture. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's what that's called uh, reaping what you sow. Um, and then uh, another, just one more, uh, just from Reductress again, just crushed. It says, "Man, pretty angry for someone who has never had their rights settled by a Supreme Court case." <laughs> oh, oh you boy. Yep, true, true, true. Uh, you can find me 
at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram and all the other podcasts, 420 Day Fiance. Uh, and that's on Twitch too. Twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance. And let's see. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We've got a Facebook fan page and a website, and we can find our episodes and our footnotes, as well as the song we're going to ride out on. And this one is actually, you know, just for the, the old West Coast heads, this is kind of like a fun, like sort of a funky house-ish remix of Forgot About Dre okay. from the Chronic 2001 album. It's the Forgot About Dre, Smochi, and X Says Edit. S-M-O-C-H-I- E-X-C-E-Z. And you can only get that one on SoundCloud, but the, the link will be there in the footnotes if you just want to have a little bounce to your chronic 2001. With that, thank you all so much for being here today. Thanks to the listeners. We'll see you soon when we do the trends episode. Until then, you know, be safe and kick white supremacy in its ass. Later. Bye.